0: Nine minutes past four, Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. Let's make sure our cars are not fast this festive season so we can be safe on the roads. No speeding. Okay, let's talk trending topics.
1: Trending news right now.
0: What's happened in social media in the last 24 hours? Busisiwe Khadebe is about to tell us, a social commentator and SABC digital content contributor or writer. How are you today, Busisiwe?
1: I'm good, thanks.
0: How are you, Asa? I'm good, thank you very much. And uh, I think festive has kicked in for me officially from yesterday now. at The beginning of December I was still a bit... uh, I'm not unsure if the festive is in... in, in, you know, happening within. I wasn't within yet. I I took some time to get into. Are you into it now? Uh, No, uh, I'm... Sort of. (laughs) Sort of, also. (laughs) Why are you not sure? December is a...
1: So at home, there are two big months, September, because three birthdays, my mom, myself, and my niece. So December also then is um, my dad, my brother, and nephew, see? And then the others, they just fall in between. We sometimes forget
0: them. Shame. Yeah, Anne. There's quite a lot of birthdays uh, in December. What does being festive mean for you, though? Like, because for some of us, it's work. For other people, it's resting. For other people, it's partying. It's all sorts of different things.
1: For me, it's work. as a, I usually continue working um, around the festive season because it's more quiet um, and, you know, less people. And also it's family time, you know, um, time to catch up, be with uh, some family if you can. Um, it doesn't have to be long, but, you know, yeah, family time and we continue working.
0: Yeah. Okay, let's go straight to our topics. Hashtag Joop, Joop uh, talking this uh, presenter, announcing mm-hmm. that he'll mm-hmm. be taking Amanda Dupont and Masicha Bandrovu to court for defamation. So they had, or he, started with a, an interview that he had, a podcast, and he was speaking about the relationship between himself and Amanda Dupont. And uh, from there, it, things kind of escalated and we have the explosion that we have now. Yes yes that's that's what
1: happened and it's it, it started when um on Thursday when uh he started trending when Amanda released a video, you know saying that you know whatever he was saying, it's not true because also it's the term that he was using as well, you know, apparently on this podcast, they usually you ask um the guys who have you which women have you slept with or whatever. So you know he mentioned that many like no he actually raped me and then other women came out, but he has um, issued an apology I saw on in his Instagram account mm. to Amanda. But as you mentioned, he is still um, going to you know sue them for defamation if um, according to his lawyer that they don't retract um, all those allegations that they've said. Because he's also uh, been suspended as a a presenter on March and Love. Oh, is it? Because that was uh,
0: one other thing I was wondering, that what's going to happen now to that particular side of things. This podcast, though, I find this podcast always, we talk about it all the time here on Trending Topics, as being so problematic. What's happening there? Is it the type of uh, tabloid, type of kind of reporting that happens, sensationalized issues? Because there's always issues coming out of this particular podcast. Yes um, so it is like that it's
1: it's 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 uncensored in a way, um because you know the guests are allowed to speak freely, even the presenters speak freely um I know there's a sponsorship that has pulled out of the podcast because of the way they spoke about um a trans woman, so also you know the the language um some people do find problematic. Some activists were actually saying even this language that, you know, they use because it's not just people came up with the term to say, I I slept, um, I'm using a, a gentle term, I slept with Amanda. Oh. But, you know, they always ask um, these guests, are you, uh, who have you slept with?
0: And I mean, even like that, that question, why are we even asking Yay. this? And then we're going to call it journalism and now the rest of the objectivity for what it's supposed to be upheld for no longer applies and we all get put under the same umbrella. That is another problem I have. But let's come back to the main issue because there are rape allegations here. Yes. So, so the, the the topic, okay, so this is the question. It's a crazy, uh, for me, uh, question. I don't know why we are objectifying women like that, first of all. Yes. Secondly, yes. Then, then he says uh, that his family is taking the issue to lawyers and these uh, actresses. And uh, personalities, media personalities that have come forward, it's four now, are all going to be served with letters of demand. So when did he have the change of heart then from that to issuing the the apology to Amanda?
1: So he issued the apology to um, Amanda, but even with that apology, he did apologize. He says he's apologizing for humiliating her, but he's not talking about the rape accusation. He just said he would let the law take its course. So now we both know that it. Uh, we all know that it's um, Amanda's lawyer. That has been speaking to the media because she's also saying she's going to uh, lay official uh, rape alleg- um, uh, charges against him, and then it's also his lawyer speaking on behalf of Cube and his family. So besides the apology, he hasn't even he hasn't spoken um, about the the whole situation and all these allegations that have come to light, um, because you know the the family saying that. Um, uh, the family spokesperson, he's saying that the allegations are fake and defamatory and then that they will serve the accusers with letters of demand with clear instructions that they should retract the unfounded allegations made against them. As I saw something else, because, you mm. know, they've been mentioning uh, Jukjub's mom also in this whole situation, um, Mas Chaba, the spokesperson of the Department of Arts and Culture and Sports. She said that um Joup allegedly raped her at Mama Cheki's house. So there's a, an, an audio that's apparently of Mama Cheki saying, you know, these girls, it's nonsense, and she's defending her son, you know, saying, like, what's going on?
0: At some uh, point she's was saying that the, one of the ladies was pursuing Jup Joup and, and wanted to be with him, but Jup uh, didn't want to be with her.
1: And I said, that's another problem. That's another language that we're seeing on social media. Other, You know, there are people, there's team, uh, YouTube, and then there's team, the women. And also, you know, when you when you go through some of the comments, there are even, you know, there's a, there's a good thing that there are men who are standing up and saying, anyway, whatever, what kind of a guy goes out on air to, to say he's conquered so-and-so. And uh, we can't be allowing our friends, our brothers, you know, to be going on doing this thing. Even if a woman throws herself at you, it doesn't mean that's an open invitation to do whatever you want to do with her. Um, because, you know, one of, uh, they say to Amanda, uh, you stayed for two years. How How is it possible that he was raping you for two years? And then, you know, the, the, the topic of consent has come up also as a, you know, because people are not understanding
0: what rape is, or what 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 does it entail mm. for someone to be raped. Yeah, the general consensus becomes that if you're in a relationship, then there can't be any rape, and, yeah. and you know whatever yeah. allegations come after that, they just uh, cry out for attention. So this yeah. is the mm-hmm. thing that, and, and what you're saying is exactly alluding to this uh, point I'm, I'm I'm going to raise now because, what is fake rape? Why do we even have a term? That is fake rape because there, for me, are where the problems begin. If we are saying yeah. that, and maybe, yes, it, it's something that can happen, but we need to term it something else because if we're saying there's something like fake rape, every time a woman says, I've been raped, now it becomes a scrutiny of, oh, but could it be fake rape? Yeah. You know, and yeah. also looking at the issue of how long it took the person to uh, say that this has happened to her, it's, it's also going to come to that. Then also the issue of, well, how much do you actually remember? and, you know, the details of it. So you know yeah. it happened, but where yeah. and how and, and, and how many times and in what way? And, you know, now we start probing and asking questions that move away from the actual act of what happened because there's this yeah. term fake rape. That is, a, a you know, sort of a way of escaping the actual rape. I think we it, need to term it, it something is. else, absolutely yeah. something else. Yes.
1: Um, and unfortunately, you know, this is not unique to Amanda and other women, um, you know, there were people saying, you know, they feel triggered by this whole situation because there are people who've gone through um, such uh, rapes and, you know, sexual abuse, and they didn't come out at that time. So I think, you know, according to people, they want you to come out there and there when you face this, you know, this trauma or this, you know, this um, this violation against you. But some people we are, are different, and you know trauma um, affects people differently, and how they react is different. Um, and it's not—I I don't think—I think that's another problem with the law, Asa. You know, you go to court, and it is your word against the person that you're accusing, mm. because no one has—you know—you don't have—you're not recording this whole thing when it takes place, because. As um, the family said, you know, in the media, as a family, we met Amanda when our son introduced her to us. We accepted her as one of our own. Amanda also introduced our son to her father. During their relationship, that mutual respect, understanding, love, and support. But that doesn't mean anything.
0: <laughs> and that's the thing. So it's it's a problem for me, this term. That that term has to be done away with, This this thing yes. of fake rape, because it opens the door to negating rape. It really does. I think we need to call it something else. And also, I mean, the the apology coming back then to Drup Drup's apology, he's talking about uh, inappropriate language, he's apologizing for humiliating and then inappropriate language used uh, during the interview. The entire interview was problematic, not just the language, it seems. It was very problematic because he also spoke about his former, well, his baby uh,
1: mother uh, Kelly Kumalo, and said things about, you know, her using uh, Muti and all of that. A lot of things that he said were problematic, Asa. And that's another thing with this podcast. Um, Natasha Tahane also found herself in hot water in that podcast because there she revealed that she got funding from Balega Mbete and, you know, the Department of Sport, Arts, and Culture. Then she had to come back and apologize. But the thing is, I don't know... if they if they are served to something drinks, but the way it's tabloidy, um, Asa they discuss uh, trending entertainment news and they speak anyhow that they want to speak, like there's no filtering. Um, mm. So I think also that it, it it puts a spotlight on language use of language of how women are discussed and. And how, um, yeah, like, some things are not even supposed to be, you know, said. Yeah, I would go or, as far
0: as saying it's not even tabloid or sensationalized. It's it's actually gossip. It's just two gossip. people gossiping. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's, there's nothing about journalism in that. Yes, yes. So at least we know now. Then we know what, what goes on there. And I wish for people to also just scrutinize for themselves as consumers of what's out in the media in terms of what is journalism and what isn't. Uh, but exactly. we leave it to the choice of the people. But, I mean, I think as, as those who stand for the craft and what it is originally, we do want mm-hmm. to come in in defence of what journalism is. These are not the types of conversations, the types of questions, the types of angles that should be put out there when it comes to gender-based violence. Definitely not. Yes. Yes. Definitely.
1: Definitely. And, um, you know, with everything you said also, we need to... I think also we have a responsibility as a media to do away also with this term fake rape.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. No. Uh, hashtag Lewis Hamilton. Let's move on to that. Otherwise, we'll go on and on about that. And we are <coughs> still within 16 days of activism. I think that's why you and I are so yeah. passionate about that yeah. particular yeah. issue. And we women. Hashtag Lewis Hamilton. We, mm, we, we can't deny that. We're not going to deny that. Uh, hashtag Lewis Hamilton. Uh, he's now one in Saudi Arabia. Tell us about uh, this win. And we spoke about him the other time. Yes, we're saying we were looking forward to this to see how this pans out, and here he is.
1: Yes, uh, he did it. He did it. Um, he he won yeah, the um, he won the race, and um, now he matches uh, Max Verstappen um, on championship points. Um, this is ahead of the Grand Prix in Abu Dhabi, so they're going to be going to Abu Dhabi. Um, But, you know, what has people talking is the fact that he was wearing um, a a progress pride helmet in support of the LGBT plus community Mm -hmm. Um, and also... Apparently, since he arrived in Saudi Arabia, he has been very vocal about his concerns about the kingdoms, you know, um, LGBT plus laws and also um, laws against women. As you know, it's a very Muslim country and it's very Quran based, the law or is it the Sharia law. Mm. So, so you know, it's not the first time that Lewis Hamilton uses his um our uh, status and position as a sports person to talk about, you know, topic, topical issues. You know, he was also vocal with the Black Lives Matter, but it rubbed some people off the you know, they're not happy about that
0: as Yeah, people always find something, isn't it? Yes. Well, uh, and next week it's the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix to go uh, and after this win, but uh, also Verstappen, even though he didn't win this particular race, he's still in the overall lead. Yes, yes, yes. So definitely. we'll see how that goes. Uh, I, I, I hope I hope he takes it. It would be great.
1: Mm. You know, it's good, you know, in Lewis is just winning, 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 you know. And it's good to see sports people not being scared, you know, to take a stand on whatever they, you know, is close to their heart. Yeah. And, and yeah. I don't think you you can separate sports from politics or, you know, or issues that
0: affect um, people. So, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Sports people do yield that power. When they speak, we want to listen. So I, I think yeah, so yeah, as yeah. well. Uh, coming back then to the country, the head of investigative director of the NPA has resigned, Hermione Cronier. Yes.
1: What? She's resigned. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she, she she's resigned. Um, she, I think uh, she'll officially leave the office end of February. Next year, but you know, with her resigning, there has been talk that you know there there are issues um, between her and the the director. I mean, the the national director of public prosecutions, Advocate Batohi. They saying you know it seems like you know there's there, it's tense um, between the two but so he also had a, a what a media briefing yesterday cronya was not present at the briefing and um, you know she's being criticized um Cronia, of you know not bringing any high profile um case or corruption case. in fact, the whole department is being criticized of that that you know um they they, they not prosecuting. Um, people concerning the state capture or, you know, any hectic corruption. We saw this last year with the PPE scandal. Right. Uh, instead, people are just being disciplined at work and, you know, they, they're not brought, you know, criminal, there are no criminal charges that are leveled against them.
0: So what is, it? I mean, as the head of investigative directorate of the NPA, does Hermione reports directly to the NPA boss? What is the hierarchy there. Why the link that she could be resigning because there are issues with Shamila Batohi, who's the NPA boss?
1: Yes, so she would be answering to Batohi. Um, so, you know, they are saying that there was a strange relationship between the two. Parliament has also called on Batohi to and Endu, Justice Minister, to explain uh, Konya's departure. They mm-hmm. want to know what's going on, why is she leaving now? Um, she was appointed in 2019, um, and, you know, her mandate was to fight corruption. She, you know, in the investigative directorate. And, yeah, so, you know, obviously th- th- there's been a lot of talk in the media, which Batohi downplayed and said it's just the media being the media um, looking for loopholes. And, you know, she dismissed the suggestions that there's a leadership crisis. But, you know, it was mentioned that there are saboteurs in the in the in in the department or the, the the office, and you know there there is disciplinary action against them, but you know still she's dismissing the fact that there's
0: leadership crisis. Um, hmm. Yeah. Well, I NBA. mean, we, we, uh, guys, we have to also remember it's a quite a tough job. I mean, who wants to yeah. be there? And also, during the time of, I mean, she started in 2019, 2020, yeah. and 2021 happened. We know we all had some tough times uh, globally. So, I mean, people are tired, guys. Let them resign and move on to the next thing that they feel is best for them.
1: People are tired. But, you know, it's also going to the question that you posed um, about commissions. you know. Mm. Um, And they're saying, you know, Batoly is saying they are investigating many cases coming from the state capture hearings. But people are saying, you know, not enough has been done. Mm. Um. yeah, so they talk like that, that they're not happy with the performance of Kroenye or Patohi. So, you know, they want to see heads rolling.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hashtag Netball essay. a tragic story here. I mean, we're supposed to be celebrating this tournament, but here we are having four people dying who were on their way to this Mm. uh, 2021 national championships. So there was a car crash. Yes, there was. I said, Yo, this thing is its very painful because, you know, they were speaking to the players,
1: the team um, teammates of those who have passed on, um, the three players plus the one official, and they come from um, the OR district. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were talking about, they were you could see they were still injured. A lot of them are injured. Obviously, they cannot play as a team anymore because of the injuries and the deaths that have uh, taken place. And they were saying that you know for for five years they were out of action mm. um, from netball uh, because of no resources and no funding, and now if this opportunity comes, you know, where there's over one thousand netball players that are taking that are going to take um, part in this championship in Cape Town, and now it's just tragedy, and unfortunately, it mm. is what it is. It is really it was unfortunate. Just, it, said, "It said, uh, as I, you know, I mean, they had hopes. Even the ones who have passed on, the families are distraught. Mm. Um, but the the championship is uh, is still continuing. It's going to go on. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. Because I mean, there's also the 2023 Netball World Cup that's going to be taking place in Cape Town. So this particular championship is important as a contribution to that." Uh, Also, but I mean, uh, it is really sad because how do you look at it? Uh, 25 people who were hospitalized, there's still four who are in critical condition. It's a developing Mm -hmm. story. We don't know how this is going to pan out. But the MEC for Sports, Arts and Culture in the Eastern Cape coming forward and making a statement. Eastern Cape Netball President as well coming forward and making a statement. And then the Minister, uh, uh, Natim Tetra as well, uh, who is of the entire department also coming forward and saying something I guess yeah. that's something we can we can uh, appreciate,
1: and also Asa, they had um, this uh, yesterday. I'm saying this morning. Yesterday morning, um, they had a candlelight ceremony. Mm. Um, you know, for the for those who have passed on in Cape Town, um, and it was really yeah, it was a somber mood. Yeah. The Metpal SA president, she was there. She sang amazing praise. And she said, um, you know, I'm sure you guys are wondering, you've never seen this side of me, but, you know, let's honor Mm. the lives of those who have passed on. Everyone was visibly shaken. us and everyone was just in tears because no one expects something like this.
0: Yeah, absolutely not. And we send condolences to the family members and to netball South Africa. I, I hope they find the strength then to continue, those who will, will mm-hmm. be able to continue with the rest of this championship. And we look forward to the 2023 World Cup in Cape Town. And mm-hmm. this, uh, I guess, feeds into the next uh, story. Festive season, provincial government authorities yes. urging motorists to be cautious on the roads. It's a crazy time. It is, as
1: And, you know, I think last year it was because we had the lockdowns. So, you know, we didn't have a lot of uh, fatality, road fatality numbers. Um, but before the COVID-19 and the lockdown, um, it's always the Christmas season and the, the Easter season, you know, and people are driving up and down where we see a lot of, you know, high numbers of fatalities on the road. So, you know, it's just cautioning people to, you know, to, to, to be careful on the road rest when you're tired and the, the premier of KZN, and Zigalala said you know they're planning to increase roadblocks um, on the roads because I think that will that will help a lot it, it, it may cause traffic but you know I think it's just better that way.
0: And there's quite a few things that are contributing factors to uh, carnage on the roads, obviously one of them being drunk driving. Uh, The South Africans Against Drunk Driving also citing that it is a crime, so let's remind people that you don't do that, but also just the challenge of enforcement being poor because there's also poor sentencing of people that are found drunk driving. We know bribes come into this. How do we deal with this issue?
1: I was about to actually mention that, also that, you know, mm. um, bribe, bribery is, a, is an issue. Um, but I think there should be harsher sentences um, as a even if you have not caused an accident, but if you are caught driving under the influence, which is obviously, you know, they give you the breathalyzer, so it has to be a certain level. Mm. Um, because not only can you hurt others, you can also hurt yourself. Whilst driving under the influence, and yeah, a lot, a, a lot of accidents are caused by that. You find that the other people are sober, they are driving, and then um, a drunk driver hits them, and you know, then there's an accident or a crash. So I think there should be harsher, um, uh, what's penalties mm-hmm. against uh, drunk drivers, as well as a higher visibility of police officers. And I think, you know, they're thinking, you know, it's festive season, obviously, you know, the more visibility, the more bribes, the more money, the more money for, you know, festive season at home. But I think, you know, they need to <laughs> turn it down and actually do the policing uh, mm. because we need that. We do need it on the roads. This accident has just happened now, you know, with the netball players. There are more accidents that happened already this past weekend. I we're looking at over 20 um, deaths, you know. So it's, 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 it's a problem.
0: Let's end this on a gender-based violence voice note um, before I let you go, in case you want to add to what uh, our fam has to say. Okay.
1: Good morning. My appeal to all men in South Africa, 2021. May we please, please, I beg you, I'm on my knees. May you let women and children have a peaceful Christmas only once this year, 2021. Don't kill them. Don't drink for them to fight with them. Please, I beg you people, please give them a peaceful Christmas. Don't drink to fight and kill women and children. Please, let them enjoy with you as a family head. Lisa from Brixton.
0: Thank you, Luisa. Well, I think it's quite straightforward what he's saying, Nebu Well, Let's leave it there. Thanks so yeah. much for joining us. Have a happy Tuesday. Thank you, Asa. Happy Tuesday to you too. Yeah, day 13 of uh, 16 Days of Activism Against Gender-Based Violence. But we continue having these topics and uh, making sure that we do the right thing and making sure that our women and children are safe at all times, not just during the 16 Days of Activism. Let's take a short break. We'll get into our wellness corner, talking toxic positivities.